0: Welcome again. Um, it's great to hear lots of conversation happening. And like I said, I'm just really expectant for this season. Hey, I just really believe that God doesn't want us to shrink back in fear. I really believe God doesn't want us to hide under a rock. And I've been thinking around, I've been thinking around the Bible verse where Jesus says to the disciples, you know, you're here to be salt and light. You're here to be a light on a hill, hey. And he says that you're called to be like a city on a hill. And when I think the concept of a city on a hill, who's driven uh, Mount Oozley at nighttime? You've come down Mount Oosley. And at nighttime, there is an amazing view of Wollongong. And it just lights up the entire horizon. And so when I think, when Jesus calls us to be a city on a hill, That's what I think of. And I think sometimes we think, you know, that like the church is called to be a light. Yes, 100%. But I think sometimes we limit church to what we're doing today. We limit church to a building, to one location. And I love this thought of the church being a city. You see... We look here, the church, we're only occupying one space, a building physically. We're we're in one location. But when you think about a city, a city occupies territories. A, a, a city is expansive. A city, when I think about a city, a city that's a hustle and a bustle. And you know why I couldn't live in a city? You watch the kids amazed when they're in, they're like, it's so busy. There, there, there's like a, it's a hub, a hive of activity. And so I think that when Jesus calls the church to be like a city on a hill, that the church is meant to be this hive of activity. The church isn't meant to be limited to one location, but we as a church are meant to occupy territories. Come on, let's say territories this morning. And, um, you know, when I think about the city, it's, Cultures coming together. It's generations coming together, all adding their culture, all adding their background, all adding their bit that makes a city. And I think the church should be exactly the same. The church should be generations coming in together. The church should be all cultures, all people groups coming together as one, adding their culture, adding their giftings, adding their callings that makes the church a city. And I just really believe that we as a church, we're meant to be a city on a hill. We're not called to be a church on a hill. We're called to be a city on a hill that's light occupies territories that we're just not one light burning, but, you know, it's your light, it's my light, it's whoever's watching online, it's your light, it's Cole lights, it's all of our lights burning together, expanding across territory, breaking darkness. Come on. And I believe that that is the season Jesus has called us into. I believe that that is the season for us, for Allah I believe that is the season for us in Kulbara. And I believe it is the season for you online as well. And I believe that this is a season for us not to retreat. This is a season for us not to hide our light under a candle and think, I'm just going to shine once this pandemic passes over. Then I might let my, that little light of mine, I might let it shine. I'm not going to break in the song there. No one wants to hear that. Um, Le- except for Leanne does, but no one else does. Trust me. Plus, I don't know all the words either, so I'm just going to embarrass myself. And, you know, I don't want to do that, not to people watching online. Um, you know, we are called to shine. We are called, and I believe that this season for us as a church is a season to continue to take ground. I believe that where things seem to be shrinking back, where there is fear spread across all of our media, across all of our newspaper, I believe that this is a season for us as a church for you as individuals to really take some ground, to really rise and step into the purposes and into the plan that God has for you. Amen? Amen. So, you know, I was just in my spirit. I've just had I'm over fear. Like I'm angry with fear. I am sick of fear. I'm I'm just I'm over fear. And then when things started to break out again, COVID. You know, I'm not sure if you've heard, but everywhere you look, I know COVID. It's a shock. Every media post, everything is about COVID. Everywhere you look at the moment is fear. You just look at the news headlines. Is Fear of this, fear of that. Everywhere I look, everywhere I turn, there is fear. Society, media are plugging us with a spirit of fear. And you know, and there was a moment where I'm I brought into it. Come on, who's brought into some some fear? You know, when I saw the panic buying a toilet paper, I'm not gonna lie, I I had a bit of panic. I'm like looking at my kids, I'm looking at the amounts of toilet paper they use, you know in my house it's a, ro- a roller wipe, you know it's pretty pretty good that James isn't the plumber up in our area, he wouldn't like coming to our house for some of the blockages that happen and so I begin the fear, oh no, what happens if I run out of toilet paper? Then tissues, no one wants to use wet wipes. <laughs> Too much info. We're family, come on. We're family. We can talk like this. I uh, hope you're not grossed out online. Karl Barra is used to it, so don't worry. Sorry, Kyle Barra, not. Um, you know, there was fear, and I'm watching people walk out of supermarkets stacked up, and I'm thinking, I've got a legitimate reason to be doing that. Have you seen my kids' toilet, toilet habits? And then in that moment where I was just began a moment of fear and panic, oh, I should be buying into this, I should be I should be panicking, I should be stocking up on stock, God just told me, he goes, no, do not give in to fear. Do not give in to fear. And in that moment he says, David, I want you to praise over fear. I want you to praise over fear. Every time you feel, feel fearful, every time you feel fear creeping in, I want you to praise because I tell you what, praise will break the backbone of fear. Praise is the one thing that will silence fear. And so as I was just praying and prepping, I went, you know what? Paul says in 2 Timothy 1.7, God did not give us what? Kolbara, what did God not give us? Yep, I, I'm guessing you said it. I'm just gonna take it that you did. God did not give us a spirit of fear. Come on, Allah God did not give you a spirit of fear. So why do we accept fear? Kalbara, God did not give you a spirit of fear. So why would we walk in fear? And if you're watching online, God gave, didn't give you a spirit of fear. And so if God did not give us a spirit of fear, then I'm taking that, then I'm not going to accept fear. I'm not going to walk in fear. And, you know, as I read through the Bible, even as I just look to who Jesus is, Jesus has given us victory over fear. And I just believe over the coming weeks, we're going to do a series calling it Over Fear. Say that with me. Over fear, because I'm over fear, I know you're over fear, and I just, over the coming weeks, I want to unpack what the Bible says about overcoming fear. Because who needs, sometimes I think we need reminders. I think sometimes we need reminders of the tools. I think sometimes we need reminders of what Jesus has done for us so we can actually overcome fear. Because I tell you what, there are times where fear comes knocking. There are times where fear feels so real and it paralyzes us. There are times where fear will keep us up at night, which will produce anxious thoughts. I think sometimes the battle of the mind is the trickiest one. The anxious thoughts tossing and turning 2 a.m. in the morning and you're like, brain, go to sleep. And it just like wakes you up. Hey, Dave, have you thought about this? no, go to sleep. I don't want to think about that. You know, fear. Fear is defined as a distressing emotion aroused by impending danger, evil, pain, whether the threat is real or imagined, the feeling or condition of being afraid. And so, you know, that is what fear is. And like I said, we know what fear feels like. You know, I was just thinking back to times that I felt fear and it's felt so real. And you know, there was a time. It was a couple of years ago, and you know, if you don't know yet, I do love diving, and I do love getting lobsters. And there was a time I was just out by myself. Now, a couple of days before, there was a orcas. There was orca sightings off Kalbarra, and you know, it's one thing I've always wanted to see in the wild is killer whales. You drove up to the headlands, couldn't see them, didn't think any more of it until I was diving by myself. And I was out off this reef and the water was a little bit murky. Then all of a sudden, I start thinking about Free Willy. (laughs) I start thinking about that orca. Then I'm like, damn, that's silly. That's silly, David. They're like playful dolphins. They are fine. Then I start thinking of the movie title Killer Orcas. I'm out by myself. I look up. All of a sudden, the land just felt so far away. And I found myself in a moment where I was literally just paralysed with fear. I'm in the water. I'm by myself. I'm like, Chriselle probably thinks I'm being holy and praying somewhere. I'm being out trying to get lobsters because I love hunting them. And I'm there paralysed in fear. And it, it, even though it was a split second, but I couldn't move. And then I just, I had to pray. I had to pray. I'm like, no, no, that's just silly. That's God. I thank you that you're with me. I thank you that though I swim through a channel full of killer whales, I will fear no evil for you are with me. And, um, and I got in the shore and, you know, maybe a little bit like Peter did a bit of running on the water, but I got in. But I tell you what, the fear was real. The fear paralysed me. And I tell you what, when fear grabs hold of our mind, when fear grabs hold of our emotion, it can paralyze us. But I love how God says, you know what? I did not give you a spirit of fear. I want you to walk free of fear. If you're watching online, God's heart for you is to walk free of fear. Kolbara, God wants you to walk free of fear. Allah, Dalla, God wants us to walk free of fear. So who's over Fear. I am over fear. So today... I want to talk, I want to preach around praise over fear because I tell you what, praise is such a powerful weapon that God has given to us. He's given to every single one of us to actually overcome fear. Who's going to praise with me today? I'm going to praise. So just a quick introduction. The Hebrew word for praise is halal and it's a verb. And a verb is what? It's a doing word. I love doing words. You know what? The is a noun. Yeah, thee is only a noun. But you give me praise and that is a verb. So the it's a doing word. And it means to praise, celebrate, to glory, sing, and boast. So when we talk about praising God, we are talking about boasting in God. When we talk about praise, we are talking about actually God is bigger than this. We're talking about lifting our eyes off where we are. We're talking about lifting our eyes off fear and our circumstance and our situation, and we're actually lifting our eyes up to God and saying, God, I celebrate you. God, I thank you. God, I honour you. When we talk about praise, that is what praise is. Praise isn't limited to what we do on a Sunday morning, no. Praise is something that stirs deep within us. Praise should be like a fire in our belly. You know, I love, I think it's Jeremiah, where he tried to go and strike with God. And he says, you know, God, I am refuse to talk. I'm not doing it anymore. And he said that the word of God was like a fire in his bones that he couldn't shut his mouth anymore. And I tell you what, I reckon praise should be like that in our spirits. Come on, Colbara, I believe that praise should be like a fire in your belly. Online praise should be like a fire in your belly, that when fear comes knocking, that the the anger at fear, that I'm over fear, that praise erupts like a fire in our bones, that I'm going to lift, I'm going to praise, I'm going to celebrate My God, come on, who's with me with that this morning? So when I was thinking about, you know, this morning, I was thinking one of my favourite stories in the Bible, which is David and Goliath. You know, I love that story of, you know, David, the little shepherd boy, um, just took a stone and took, took this warrior down. And, um, you know, just to give you a bit of background, you know, we always, I think when we hear sermons around David and Goliath, we, we hear, you know, we're taking down giants. And, you know, that is, there's such an element in that. But Goliath was a voice of fear. Goliath was a voice of fear. That actually caused a whole nation to stop and tremble. So this morning we're just going to stay in one Samuel and seventeen, and I want to read you a bit, a bit from that. This is what Goliath said. So Goliath. So the Philistines and Israelites were at war, and you know they had Goliath. So to paint a bit, a bit of a picture about Goliath, um, he stood. I think it's about two point eight meters tall. 2.8 meters tall. Uh, that was nowhere near 2.8 meters. But he stood 2. Point, he was like a ball of muscle. He's just like on Just walked out. He was a warrior. And when the Israelites saw him and heard his words, they just trembled in fear. It's like no man, nobody can take this this um, God goddamn. Let's listen. So Goliath being a voice of fear, let's listen to the voice of fear. This is what he says. So Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, why do you come up to line for battle? Straight away. That's an insult, hey. Am I not a Philistine and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. Verse 9, so 17 verse 9. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. And the Philistine said, Ready, this is what fear does. This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistine words, Saul and all of Israel's were dismayed and terrified. You know, fear defies the freedom that we have in Christ. Fear will bind us. Fear will chain and lock us out. And here we read this story of fear actually stopping an entire nation. Sounds a little bit familiar, doesn't it? A nation locked and gripped in fear. Sounds a little bit familiar. And I tell you what, here comes David. I, I love this. I love how um, you know the Bible describes. Here comes along a young. Handsome David, not me, I know you think you want, well, you know, David, young, young, a young, handsome David. No, it's not me, it's actually David from the Bible. Um, I, know, I know you're Chriselle, you're agreeing with that. Yes, you are young. Yes, you are handsome. Thank you, wife. Love you too. She can't defend herself, it's great. <laughs> I can say what I want and get away with it. A young and handsome David, a shepherd boy, not a warrior, But anointed future king of Israel, full of the Holy Spirit and call of God, took this giant down, silenced the voice of fear, and saw a nation come into freedom. I tell you what, our world needs a church like that, a church that will stand, a church that will see the voice of fear silenced, a a, a church that will actually stand and help lead a generation will help lead people into freedom. They may be fearful, but, man, we have the spirit of the living God inside of us, so let us go before you. Come on, the world needs a church to go before them and see some victories. Amen? So today I want to look at some lessons from a young, handsome David, um, some lessons for us just to grab hold of. And, you know, I just believe that some of these things that we read about, some of the testimonies from David, I just really believe that if we can grab hold of them, that may praise be a weapon, may praise be that stone in our sling to actually overcome fear. And my prayer, my prayer for here, my prayer for you watching at home online and for Kolbara, if you're struggling with fear, if you've been struggling with thoughts of anxiety, if you've been anxious, my heart and my prayer is that over the coming weeks, even starting today, May you find freedom. Come on, may you find freedom. May you actually begin to rise and silence the voice of fear. Come on, who needs that this morning? If you're watching online, give me a comment, give me a wave, let me know that, you know, you're you're with us, you need that this morning. So, the first lesson that we can learn from David is there is a faith that stirs. Say that with me, a faith that stirs. That's good, Kobara. I want to hear you say it. A faith that stirs. I'm just taking it. You said it, and you said it nice and loud. So let's skip down to verse 26. So Israel, um, they were locked in fear. How about this? They were locked in fear. Day in and day out, for 40 days, Goliath would come before them and taunt them. Imagine 40 days of that. I think one night of it is bad. Forty days, it is in your face, taunting you. And every day, you know, I think the first time you come out, you think, I've got this. I reckon I could take him. Turns the soldier in, I reckon i could take him. Like, no, nah, nah, no way. By 40 days, you're completely defeated. You're completely depleted. You, any fight that you've had, you've given in to this voice of fear and you just rock up and you're like looking at your feet. You're probably no longer bringing You're just holding your spears and your shield down like that. Forty days. And then comes along David. Jesse, his brothers are fighting in the army, and Jesse sends David to send supplies day in and day out. And then David rocked up early one day, and he's heard Goliath. And you can imagine it, like this teenager, you know, a little bit confident of himself. It's like, what's this? I've got this. What are you guys doing? And yeah, I could imagine my response. Like David's brothers got angry at him. David, what are you doing? I would have been, what are you doing? My kids come up, what are you doing? You, go, go home. Go home and look after the sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Verse 26 says, but David asked the man standing near him, near him, what shall be done for the man who kills his Philistine and removes his disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Wow. Here is David. He has walked in and he is looking at a nation going, you are letting this man defy, you are the army of the living God. Have you forgotten what God did to Jericho? Have you forgotten about the stories that we have gone out with? How dare... Are we serving the same God here? And there there is this faith in David. He's like, you know, I've read about what God has done. I have seen what God has done in my life. So I'm not going to accept this voice of fear. Rather, come on, what what will be done? David's talking about himself here. What will be done? To me, when I take him down, David, through eyes of faith, saw that God had already given him the victory. David, through eyes of faith, had already began to acknowledge, no, this voice is not a voice from God. This voice, no, it is not acceptable. How dare this voice defy the armies? Let's break it down a little bit more. How dare this voice of fear defy the children of God? Come on. How dare... Fear, how dare intimidation come up against the children of God, sons and daughters. That is you, that is me, that is you online, that is Kolbara. How dare a voice of fear come against the children of God? And so there was a faith. David couldn't believe that people were scared of this 2.7 metre or let's say 8.8 foot. Tall, ball, probably hairy, muscle. You know, it says it walked out, custom-made spear, like a beaver's beam, weaver's beam, something like that. Just creative justice. Everything was made out of bronze. So he's, like, walking out like this. You know, his voice. Imagine he got out and goes, hey, guys. His voice wouldn't have been like that, you know. Who wants to come out and fight me today? No, his voice was loud. It was vicious. It was intimidating. Like, <laughs> that would be pretty funny though, wouldn't it? <laughs> anyway, I'm getting off track. And so here, you know, the sight of him, the sound of him, the words of him caused the whole nation to stand terrified and in fear. And here David, through eyes of faith, was like, no. My God is bigger than this man. Man, My God created the universe. My God spoke the universe into being. My God supernaturally parted the Red Seas that got my forefathers into the place where we are. My God supernaturally brought down the walls of Jericho without a a single siege weapon. Man, if my God can do that, my God can do this right here and right now. And so there was a faith in David that caused a praise, that caused a declaration. No, what shall be done to the person that brings this liar down? What shall be done to the person that brings this man down and sees freedom? Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is the substance of all things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. You see, Israel, they could not see the victory. They could not envision a life outside of this giant, this fear standing before them. But David had the faith to actually look beyond the natural and saw what God was about to do in the supernatural. God gave him this gift of faith that David already saw the victory. David was already asking, What reward am I going to get? How much gold am I going to get? Who do I get to marry? David had the faith to already see. And I just believe, you know, the first step for us, you know, I think sometimes we talk about praise and when you're in a moment, it's hard to praise because you're so consumed with what is going on. You know, and I think the first step for us to actually stir face is actually step back and hear from God, God, what are you saying about this situation? God, I need your heart. God, I need your eyes. God, I need to hear your voice. Because what is standing before me, fear is real. It's not make-believe. It is real, whether it's you know physical, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, spiritual, whatever. Fear is real. And so I'm not saying that fear is not real. But we need a moment where we can actually step back from that and actually tap into God, actually tap into the Holy Spirit and hear what he has to say. And so when we step back to where fear is standing, we're actually looking through God's eyes and not through David's eyes. So I think sometimes David's eyes sees things a little bit dire. And so I think the first thing for us to stir praise is let's actually see the situation how God sees it. Come on, let's actually let God stir faith. And if you need faith in this season, I'm going to pray after this message. I'm going to pray that faith would be stirred in your heart, that faith would be stirred in your spirit. If you're watching at home online, that you'll have faith to actually... Declare praise over this voice of fear. The second thing, so first of all, there was a the faith that stirred this praising David. The next thing, the, the next lesson from David is drawing praise from our testimony. Say that with me. Drawing praise From our testimony. I tell you why I think sometimes we don't give enough credit to what God has done in our life in the past. I think sometimes we so quickly, easily forget that. But I tell you what, our testimony is so strong. Our testimony is so powerful. You know, I feel when I hear people's testimonies, I feel encouraged. You feel like that, don't you? I feel inspired. I feel like my faith is built when I hear other people's testimony. You know, God has given every single person here, every single person watching right now, God has given you a testimony. And I think there are times where we have actually got to look back to look forward. we got to look back to what God has done so we can look forward with sure expectation and hope of what God is about to do. Because I might not have the strength, I might not have the faith right now to go through fear, but when I look back to how God has delivered me, then that encourages me, that strengthens me, that then I can now look forward to, no, I've got this. I'm walking through this. So, this is what David did. I love this. So, David, the chitter chatter's got out. There is somebody brave enough to go against Goliath. And so, Saul, the king, hears this. He goes, Who is this man? He's expecting like this big muscled warrior in Walks Davis. Hey, man. How's it going? So, you got this problem out here, Saul. Just letting you know, I'm going to go out and do it for you. Uh, What's my, what's my price? What's my reward? And you can imagine Saul's response like, you're just a kid. You're just a boy. Like, what experience have you got? Like, you know, have you been training? Who's been training you? Uh, just, you know, God out in the wilderness? And let's listen to David's response. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart. On the account of this Philistine, your servant will go in fighting. Now that's faith, isn't it? Come on, that is some faith there. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him, for you are only a young man, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. You know, I think already Saul's opinion of him is just dropping. I'm a shepherd. I've got this. Don't worry about it. You know, I sing to the sheep at night. I've got my harp there. Now we play Stairway to Heaven on the harp. (laughs) Worshipping. All right, so he's been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off the sheep to the flock, Most people would run away terrified. This is David's response. I went after it. I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. That's pretty normal, isn't it? Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the, hair of the, from the hand of this Philistine. And I think Saul's response just would have been, he says, all right, do it. Go. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May his face and favor shine upon you as you go. You know, as I read that, it's one of those moments, you know, the, the Bible is full of stories. It's full of moments where you stop and you go, did I just read that? Did I just read a teenager when a bear in a lion came after his sheep, actually was proactive, chased down the sheep, no, chased down the sheep, chased down the lion or the bear, not only, like, yelled at it or grabbed it by its hair and just starts, you know, going Paul Gallon on it. I'm trying to think of an example. And, uh, you know... I, when I think about a lion, well, there was a couple of years ago I was reminded of this story. Uh, our first missions trip, Chriselle took me overseas to the Philippines and I love the Philippines. It's an amazing um, country with amazing people. Um, and we got to visit a governor's private zoo and the governor just happened to have lions and tigers. They walked out, a tiger on the chain was like, hey, you want to pat this? I'm like, sure. Absolutely. And so I come up to go, oh, just be careful. We're training it. Don't touch its head. And I was literally about to tickle its ear. So I moved my hand back and gave it a bit of a pat. And then there was a lion. And so you could get really close. There's a lion and he's asleep and he's got his paw pushed up on the gate, on the fence like this. And so lion's here and I'm standing here like like a little kid. And I was like looking at this lion so close to it. And I turned like this to Chriselle. Damn me to tickle it. And she's like, Dave, don't, don't do it. And so, you know, in the Philippines, all the guards walk around. They got guns. And, um, and so like I waited till I saw no guards and I stuck my finger through the fence and tickled its paw <laughs> thinking this is going to make a great story one day. The lion jumped up onto its feet. And it roared so loud, the roar just went straight through us like this. Guards come running out with their guns. So all the guards have come running out to see what's happening. I'm standing there like, gotta go and change my, (laughs) change my pants. You know, the size. The roar of the lion, this was not no small thing. You know, when I just talking about David just casually killed a lion, killed a bear. No, these are significant battles. These are significant victories that David had. And the reason why David was able to come up against Goliath, because when David heard the voice of fear, when he heard the voice of defilement against the children of God, David's like, I've got this. And David looked back to his testimony. He's like, you know what, no, the God that delivered me from the lion, the God that delivered me from the bear is surely going to deliver me from this man, so this battle is nothing. Nothing. And so I want to encourage you that God has brought you on some pretty amazing journeys. God has brought you through some amazing victories in this season. Look back. Remember what God has done. Because when you look back and you look at God's faithfulness, you look at God's goodness, it gives you the strength, it gives you the courage, it gives you the boldness to actually walk forward into what God has for you now. You know, when we fear, when fear challenges our ability to pray, let's actually look to what God has done in our life. And let's not forget his goodness. Let's not forget his grace and his power that has been outworked. So the last one I want to quickly cover now is praise that silences. Say that with me. Praise that silences. I hope you're saying it too. Kalbarra, praise that silences. So, David's response to Goliath. Let's have a look. So, David stands out there, and Goliath, um, you know, he's feeling pretty insulted that Israel has sent this little shepherd boy. He comes out with no sword, no armor, nothing except for this sling and a couple, like a little, you know, like a little man bag. And he just reaches down, picks up some rocks, puts them back into his man bag. He's like, got this. And David walks out and he's like, right, let's do this. And Goliath was angry. Goliath was furious. And he's like, this day I'm going to feed your body to the dogs. And he's like, he's he's angry that Israel would send a boy to fight him. And this is David's response. So let's, let's look at 44. Goliath says, come here. He said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and to the wild enemies. This is David's response to fear to, to the giant. David said to the Philistine, You have come against me with the sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the Lord of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. Come on. I want us to get this today. David didn't come up with physical weapons. He didn't come up against, you know, these steps on how to overcome fear. No, this is what David said. I want you to catch this. I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcass of the Philistine army to the birds and to the wild animals and The whole world will know that there is a God in in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword nor spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you all into our hands. Wow. I feel like, you know, that moment for Dave, if David was out there and had a microphone, it would have been, mic drop, turn around, walk off, got this. You know, David had faith. He had a faith which stirred a praise within him. He remembered the past where God had come through, and now his praise, it was loud, it was vocal, it was defiant and a silence, the voice of fear. What did we say at the start? Praise is what? A verb. A verb is what? Verb is what? A doing word. Come on, I just believe that this is a season where God wants you. God wants you to actually get vocal with your praise. God wants you to get a little defiant with your praise in what's going on. God actually wants you to begin to take a stand. No, how dare you come up against me? Come on, I've got the God, I've got God of Israel, I've got God of the universe, I've got Jesus and Messiah, I've got the Holy Spirit living inside me. So how dare you come up and try and silence my praise? No, my praise is going to be louder than the fear. My praise will silence your fear. I believe that we're in a time, we're in a season where God wants us to get vocal with our praise. doesn't mean you have to get up with a guitar and sing really loud. No. God wants you to get vocal. God wants you to begin speaking to those things that are intimidating you. God wants you to begin speaking to those things that are causing you anxiousness that's causing you a little bit of anxiety god wants you to speak to those things that are causing you to lose peace in this season come on, it is time church kolbara it is time online it is time to get vocal it is time to get loud come on i'm over fear i'm over fear and so, therefore, I'm going to praise over fear. That's, that's my testimony. That's my declaration today. I'm going to praise over fear. Amen? All righty. So, what I want to do now is I just want to pray for us. I want to pray for Kolbara. I want to pray for you online. And I just want to pray this morning that may God stir something of faith. Maybe, Beck, if I can just get you to plug away on the keyboard. I, I want to pray this morning that today will be the first step in conquering fear. Today will be that first step into freedom, into life. Today will be the first step where you rediscover that voice, you rediscover your praise. I know about you, sometimes I find it easy to lose my voice, to lose my praise to God. I think sometimes my heart reflects. My heart, in the season of my man, actually dictates my words and what I confess and where I'm at. I'm tired. I'm weary i'm busy i feel overcome i feel overwhelmed you know yeah we've got to acknowledge that they're real but i'm not going to give power to it i'm not going to be overrun i'm not going to be overcome by it. not anymore i'm like this thing coming up against me i'm a child of god god didn't give me this god didn't give me a spirit of fear but god gave me a voice to praise him and I know I've looked at my past. I know the victories I've seen in my life. I can tell you testimony after testimony where God has broken through in my life. Or God has given me the strength, the courage to continue to walk with what David describes as a valley of the shadow of death. And I'm just going to pray that for us this morning. If I could just get every eye closed in Kulbarra, every eye closed online. And I want to pray this morning for you and if you feel like you've been struggling in fear if you feel like you've been struggling with anxious thoughts why every eyes closed you know online just you know even give me a comment just pray for me this morning i just want you to lift your hands because i believe this morning that god is going to lift a spirit of fear off your life you know fear when i think of fear i think of heaviness And Isaiah says that he gives us a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I believe today, if you feel like you're walking in heaviness, I just want you to lift your hands in this place. And I'm going to pray that God would begin to lift a spirit of heaviness, and he'll begin to clothe you with a garment of praise. And I just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. I thank you for every person watching online right now. I thank you for Kalbar, and I thank you for Aladala. I thank you, that Holy Spirit, that you are with us, that you are here and in this place. And Holy Spirit, you know, the Word says, the where of the Spirit of God is, there is freedom and so right now I pray for every comment I pray now for every hand raised that this would be a season of freedom for if Christ has made you free you are free indeed and so right now I just begin to speak to those spirits of heaviness I begin to speak to those lies of fear to those thoughts of anxiousness to to where peace is being lost I begin to speak to that now and we say in the name of Jesus be lifted off be lifted off now in In the name of Jesus, and I pray for every person that we would rise and that we would leave this place actually clothed in a garment of praise. May praise be our weapon in this season. May our confession of you, Jesus, be our voice. May our voice be louder than any fear. And we just say to fear, we are over you, and we will use praise. To walk into freedom. And not only that, I pray that the freedom we find, the freedom we walk into this season, we would actually lead others. I pray now, Holy Spirit, that your anointing just fall. I just pray over every person. That's it. Holy Spirit, just begin to lift off yokes of bondage yokes of heaviness and we just speak and we just release freedom over every life in Jesus name Amen